Whilst things are offline in the HIP 22460 system through Thargoid activity, the radio station is struggling to be back online for an entirely different reason. Mainly, as no one from the team can actually reach the decks this evening. Chix is under one of the desks. Flossie is crouching in the doorway. The apology officer, that would be me, is a disembodied voice. And 21, well, he's just running late. Amelia is the only one left who's anywhere near a mic. So this evening, it's up to her to say... Our mics are live! I'm hiding. Me too. This filing cabinet is lined with dark proof materials though, isn't it? No idea, but these meta-alloy underpants are definitely keeping my own vegetables protected from Proteus wave fallout. I heard that standing in the doorway under the frame was the best thing. I- I've been away. I've got no idea what you're talking about. I mean, look, stop cowering. This is Hutton. We're a huge distance from anywhere, and nothing is going to come and get us, okay? I I just can't believe you missed it. Well, look, we're, we're, we're going to be probably covering it during the news. Um, so, here goes. Hutton going cheap? Total bargain. HR department receives complaints. Too hot, too messy hamsters get upgrades. Salvation gives Tharg a three-fingered salute. Hot on the heels of vanilla chop chip ice, we've got guardian lollies. Hot off the press, it's hot news time. And I'm looking into the expeditions. First, tonight. There was a minor panic caused when billionaire visitor to the orbital, Commander Dio, inquired as to who the owner of Hutton Orbital was. Bumping into Commander Flossie and Chicks, who were deep in conversation about well, something important, he repeated his inquiry, to which Flossie asked, Why, how much are you offering? Commander Dio, with extremely deep pockets and a crushed void opal covered an oh-so-stylish jacket, as well as genuine replica Space Master Rick wristwatch, immediately pulled out his Bank of Zeons card and looked for somewhere to swipe. Of course, we know that Flossie was joking and that Hutton isn't really owned by anyone. As a cooperative, we just run it on behalf of Alvin, and as Alvin, a bit like Queen Elizabeth II, doesn't carry cash, nor have pockets, nor is... In his case, he legally entitled to own anything. Well, Hutton isn't owned. It just is. 
Of course, that begs the question as to who pays Floor Mopping Guy's salary, whether architect Lael Wolf, uh, formerly Progenitor Wolf, knows where the deeds actually are, and who owns all the patents and copyrights for the Centauri Megagin distilling method and the secret formula for Hutton mugs. Chicks, being the entrepreneurial sort that he is, of course, promptly accepted Dio's card swiped it behind the bar and ordered everyone a round of something potent, a bag of nuts and an hour on the pay-per-view Galnet feed from HIP22460, which of course Dio didn't mind one bit as it certainly was better than actually being there with all the screaming and probing and throbbing and, well, you get the idea. Seamless. Yeah. Hargoids have deleted the apology officer. Where's the apology officer? I'm back. I'm back. You're back. It's okay. It's all okay. Rewind. Rewind. Right. I'll start again. Derek. Let me know. No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna bong you in. Hang on. Derek, an apology. Fans of the show and those who have nothing better to do with it, can you turn the music down, please? Can you turn the music down, please? <laughs> do, I, do, I, do I turn the music down? Yes, thank well, you. I can turn it off. You've got voice levelling. Well, this is going well. Yeah. <laughs> this seems. Have you got voice levelling back on again? <laughs> I hope not. Right. Um, somebody else wants mm. to do this story. I'll fix myself. No, no, we, we, we're good. We can we can cover for a little minute. Um, right. you, you can see the lovely Derek on screen at the moment, next to some mm. oaf, which we're about to hear about why it all went wrong. Many, uh, many seams. That one. So many seams. You see, if you will hide in the filing cabinet. Look, I'm, I'm gone for like a week, two weeks. And, <laughs> I and I come back. Um, I, I don't see any... Okay. I mean, I can kill the Widdly Widdlies if you want. It's in playback. I, uh, yeah, I don't see any issues. I don't see where where I'm. Oh, well, to and, and, uh, <clears throat> quick, quick cover! I'm going to mute my mic for a second. You lot talk amongst yourselves, and I'll tell the apology officer. Yeah. Have you seen yeah. the price of bacon this week? No, maybe? don't talk over them. Don't talk over Simon. Sorry. Right. Start again. Right. Right, <laughs> tools, options, voice levelling. Yes. Under uh, playback. Tools, options. Playback. Playback. Voice levelling. Automate. Ah. Let's go to one of different machines. Ah. Right. Ah. Right. Ah. Right. Ah. right. 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 Poor Derek. Oh, Derek. Is, is it better it's now? It's just getting worse. Uh, yeah, it sounds fine now. Oh, oh right. Shall I, shall I bong you in? Yeah, bong me in. We'll have another go, shall we? Yeah, absolutely. I tell you what, while you're doing that, retired Navy IT once just delivered gin to uh, Trepin somewhere. Anyway, first gin for well done, retired IT Navy. Here you go with your bong. 13's a charm. Derek, an apology. Fans of the show and those who have nothing better to do with their time, which amounts to the same thing, cannot fail have failed to see the terrible and dramatic event shown in Tuesday's Patch 13 livestream where Vantian and Flossie ventured into HIP 22460. Yes, there were bits of mega ship all over the place, Thurgoids were grabbing out occupied escape pods like they were in a giant human flavoured picking mix, and most of the system was either on fire or about to be on fire, but among the epic carnage was a very human scale tragedy playing out. 
Mr. 21 dropped into the very large debris field, which, until recently, had been the command centre of a galaxy-wide Thargoid extermination project. Following a quick recce for any salvageable tech, an interceptor arrived looking for fresh victims and took exception to finding living humans in the area. Fantian ordered Derek out in a fighter to run interference and protect the mothership, which he did with gusto. Being a literal type of guy, he shunned telepresence and flew the fighter in person. Now, we don't know how Gusto the Clown escaped the Brigitte Hutton, but off-colour humour and buckets of confetti were the last thing Derek needed at that point. He actually had to stop firing at the Interceptor long enough to fight off Gusto's novel approach to giving him a wet willy. When he looked round he was facing three angry Thargoids, Gusto, Gusto had buggered off in the escape pod and Vantian was boosting his way out there at high speed. Derek's afternoon ended in a screaming, burning, green-misted finale shortly thereafter. For leaving poor Derek behind to face certain death commanders, Vantian and Flossie would like to offer their most sincere and heartfelt apologies. Gusto was not available for comment, but is believed to be aboard the Thargoid Interceptor. It'll be the one with all the petals have fallen off and the cockpit's full of blancmange. We would further like to apologise that Derek's remains were delivered to his family in a shoebox labelled Derek T. Fetter Pilot Remains Some Assembly Required. We realise now that this may have been somewhat insensitive. Derek is currently having a brand new clone baked at Prestige Clone. Well, budget clones for you and the adjoining McThargoids are currently closed pending a joint investigation by Environmental Health and Hutton Food Standards. So, you know, we really are very, very sorry. If you were paying attention during last week's show, you'll have noticed that we embarked upon the mammoth fool's errand that is too hot, too messy. For the uninitiated, the messy part of that comes from mug every single system. It was kicked off by invited special guests, including the Pilot Pilots Federation's public relations team, the Burrs, Zuda Romeo, and many others that I'm now in bother for not really remembering. Uh, we did it once before, but with Odyssey, we get a whole load more stations that must be suffering from mods, mug ownership deficiency syndrome, the effects of which are too numerous and too graphic to broadcast before the watershed. Not only that, every station will receive a canister of Centauri Megagen to put in their mug. So... We really are going where no mug has gone before. When I say we, I don't just mean Hutton, as this is open to all commanders in any squadron. In just the first week alone, over a hundred commanders from over 40 squadrons have enlisted towards the effort, delivering over 5,000 mugs and gin, more than a quarter of those to stations where no commander has ventured before. At this rate, we'll have delivered a canister of Hutton mugs and Centauri Megagin to every station in the galaxy by April 3309. How do we know all this? It's on the Too Hot Too Messy event page at hot.forthemug forward slash hot underscore mess underscore two. Of course, Hutton are blazing our own trail at the head of the squadron leaderboard with over 2,000 muggings, but honourable mentions must go to a two-man squadron, the Undead, with 300. The Paladin Consortium with 260 and Infinite Dreamer, all on his own, with 200. 
Some shameless overachiever has dropped the most mugs with exactly 500. Uh, Nemb has stolen second with 270. And Popper Rap of the Undead is third on 268. To track deliveries, you need to sign in by downloading the Hot and Helper from hot.forthemug.com forward slash download, where your mug and gin distilleries will be counted for you by the Magic Hamsters and their master wrangler Antarius Fusion. It comes in three flavours, Full Fat Helper, Helper Light and Online Helper, so choose the one that best suits your constitution and download it today. Current predictions, courtesy of Commander Lenin, are that this effort will be completed at the current rate around sometime around April 3309, unless, of course, we recruit more truckers and good buddies to the effort. Antarius Fusion is now happy to report that hamster welfare is at an all-time high, as he's changed their bedding, given them a new wheel and extra cool treats to cope with the hot weather. Unless you've been hiding under a rock somewhere out at Bagel Point for the last couple of days, you may have noticed that things appear to have gone quite a little pear-shaped recently. Hutton's warnings on last week's news broadcast. You did listen to it, didn't you? That there were a number of equally terrible options on the horizon once Salvation and all of his cronies pulled the big lever, pushed the big red button and sounded the brown trouser alert appear to have fallen on deaf ears. Well, to recap from our perspective, HIP 22460, bit of a Thargoid hotspot, planet with one of those mysterious Thargoid buildings on it. You know the kind, the thing that has the machine that shows funky star maps when you poke it just the right way. Some clever spark decided that it could be used to send space spam to Thargoidia Prime, addressed to his slash her slash their excellency Tharg the Mighty, and signed off with a SWALK and a few nicely drawn hearts. Then some other clever spark noted that they thought they could do some funky science and broadcast humanity's own shutdown field. A bit like theirs, but an entirely different colour. We like blue. So apparently did the Guardians. Which is why they used Guardian technology. Then yet another clever clogs worked out that if we used a really big battery and sowed the surrounding space with lots of tasty looking morsels, we could attract the Thargoid fleet like flies around bio-waste and whilst we were busy com- comping and munching on human beans, we could pick up the old Bakelite telephone and dial 0890 Proteus. Careful spelling that one, if you get it wrong you'll get a dirty chat line. Hold the receiver up to the Thargoid machine, feed it lots of Guardian tech, and then run away giggling like school children. To cut a long story short, Salvation decided that it was all his idea. And even better, he'd live his live stream the entire thing to the galaxy. What was supposed to be his summer's blockbuster hero hit unfortunately ended up being a candidate for Humans Do the Stupidest Things. 
Apparently, producers on that show are looking for salvation in order to send him his 100 credits for being this week's best entry. They've even resurrected Big Collar big coloured hero Harry Hill for the snarky voiceover. Anyway, Salvation gave Thargoid a big three-fingered salute. And when his computer asked, Are you sure you want to reset the Thargoids? Pushed, yes. Something went plump. Thargoid stopped and watched the light show for a second. What he hadn't counted on was the sight that he was using most put out by this. The sight he was using most was most put out by this and it decided to change the colour of the light bulb from blue to green. Thargoids don't like blue. The resulting wave promptly caused the entire system to reboot and as luck would have it, Thargoid engineers are just a little bit better at the fast reboot than human ones are. Everything with a Made in Space from Guardians sticker on it failed to reboot, which was almost a loss. Tharg's fleet celebrated with fireworks and a big banquet. Salvation scarpered. The police put up hazard tape. Video crews went to go ooh at the light show and join the banquet, as dish of the day. What's more, Tharg the Mighty stole a Guardian recipe book. All in all, a bit of an old goal. Aren't we glad that we hit in that unobtainium, indestructium alloy fort whilst all this was going on? Next week, we've got a video of President Hudson kicking a porcupine up the jacksey and the Emperor attempting to eat one of those tired pod things as he saw it on a gallant video once and thought it was cool. Speaking of recipe books, it appears that the Guardian Ice Cream and Lolly Corporation has branched out this week. Not content with launching cool original flavour relic lollies, they've added sour apple flavour. These two delicious flavour icy treats are a step away from the usual jawbreaker grey gobstoppers that can be bought from all good Guardian ruin sites. Uh, the gift shops at one end and does a mean glowing ball that you can take home to show the kids. It appears that attempting to feed one of these delicious looking treats to a Thargoid base seems to cause Errol the little scavenger to quite get quite upset and start spitting. Well, also lightning to shoot out of things, heat warnings, radioactivity. That will most definitely give you superpowers. Um right up until you die from the inside out a few seconds later with a nasty migraine. Could be brain freeze, though um, poking around with unknown artifacts from ancient warlike civilizations rather precludes this option in most cases. Canon Interstellar, Galactic Boffins, have noted that not only are they hunting for these treats as it's summer and they're hot, Professor Ishmael Palin and Ramtar are both issuing huge payouts for anyone who can pop to the shops and get them one, as they're far too busy boffing to run around the little van every time they hear green sleeves. A 
Well, it has been a lovely, quiet week here in the Situation Room at the Orbital after the recent BDS craziness. The threat board is a completely blue and benign state, with just one tiny cloud on the horizon. The only downside is being a bit warm and a couple of the mops are beginning to niff a bit. I must have a word about proper rinsing. Anyway, more on those stories coming up. In its regular spot at the foot of the table, Barnard's star is still struggling on 28%, but apparently citizens are not only elated about this, but are enjoying a period of civil liberty. 30% of system influence is yet again tied up in a series of civil wars, with outbreaks also afflicting one of the minor factions. It's proving very difficult to move much influence now, except downward. The fortunes of Ross 671 have stabilised somewhat and the system is stumbling along on 38%, so if you're in the area, drop into either of the large pad stations and lend a hand. The chaos and civil unrest in LP525-39 has ended, along with the careers of many of the pirates who were operating there. The only cloud on the Hutton horizon is a pending outbreak in the Epsilon Eridani system after it's barely recovered from the previous outbreak six weeks ago. Tuckers should relieve this quickly by shipping in quantities of medicines to the large pads there. Fleet carriers will be on station soon. Source of mugs, gin, and presently a hive of activity, Alpha Centauri has gone from bust to boom in the space of a week, and with a fair wind may yet go into an investment state in the coming days. The start of Too Hot, Too Messy had a minor setback as the bust state curtailed mug and gin production, but the recent trade activity has boosted our economic state, and we ought to achieve maximum output soon. Last week, Hutton expanded into LHS-3531, which already has two player factions and is home to the lazily named Mining Station 1, of which there is one. Why would we want to stay in a system that is home to some of the, someone of limitless ambition, yet combined with mediocre ability and staggering unoriginality? So we're not. We're leaving. At the overachieving end of the Hutton Systems table, we have five systems above 60%. Keep it under control, folks. You don't want to do an overlight. Priorities this week are, if you want to chuck something, boost Barnard's star and relieve the pending outbreak in Epsilon Eridani. If you want to shoot something, perhaps rethink your life choices, maybe... Get-togethers and getting away from it all are the watchwords for, of our community's events. And here at the original home of the Community Events Diary are two of those we've heard about. Does the sun still rise in the east in the east? And passage to Andromeda. Back after a quick break and his um, setback, remember he crashed into a planet and went back 17,000 light years for a new ship here is Commander the Presence to tell us how he's been getting on with his journey back to the bubble in Does the Sun Still Rise in the East in the East, Week 23. Commander the Presence here again, not dressed up but with places to go. I've been jilted by the lovely Sally and I'm ashamed to say her flowers are not the only thing that have wilted. Of course, I completely understand why. How can I compete with Salvation and his super weapon? It matters not that I can fire mine several times a minute. 
If you can fire yours on the Galaxy Moves, even if it's only once every three months, then how can I compete? It's true what they say. Size does matter, and Salvations is the biggest I've ever seen. I so hope the three weeks he took to get it ready to perform are worth it and everything isn't over in a few seconds, because that would be something I could do. This means that, after a week's hiatus, pining on the bulletin boards for a swipe right or some sign of incoming brutality, I'm about to head on my merry way again and leave the area of Magellan's star again. I've got an excruciating amount of lost ground to make up and have spent the last week in probably the most boring area of space in the whole of the Milky Way. Even last Wednesday's Hammond Organ Recital Night on the carrier StarshipService.com 2, Hotel 9 Kilo Dash Golf Tango Zulu, was a damp squibberon affair with the entire show consisting of covers by the Dooleys. Right, those bacteria won't fossick themselves. I have a genetic sampler and I'm not afraid to use it. I just hope that it doesn't fall off or I go blind if I play with it too much. Until next week, TTFN 07. Now, a special expedition, early details of which have been supplied by Commander Yannick. It starts from Lave on 18th of September 3308. So let's hear a quick summary of what it's all about. From Commander Yannick. Passage to Andromeda is a celebration of and tribute to the exploration community of Elite itself. To all pioneers, event organisers, community project admins, the space crazy scouts, and most of all, you, the explorers of Elite Dangerous. This is a journey from the foundations of Commander Jameson's beginnings in the Lave System, Elite 1984, through the galaxy as visited by the vibrant multitude of Elite Dangerous expeditions that went before us all the while continuing to explore, to blaze our own trail through this vast and unknown galaxy of ours. During the trip we shall encounter the ruins of the infamous Project Dynasty, the second bubble of Colonia, the community build station from Distant Worlds 2 of Explorer's Anchorage, via the renowned Beagle Point, and many other breathtaking and significant places. Finally, our final destination, is the closest star to the galactic neighbour of Andromeda, the logical jumping off point for any future expedition seeking to cross the seemingly endless wastes of intergalactic space. This place is the mysterious Star One. We are an inclusive expedition, so we are flying in PC groups, Horizons 3.8 and Odyssey 4.0, and for consoles, both PlayStation and Xbox are accommodated. The expedition will end with the passage to Andromeda, details of which will be available nearer the time. You can find details of the expedition on EDSM by searching for Passage to Andromeda or follow the link in the chat. I know that's only a couple of events, but I bet there are more. If you would like us to feature your weekly updates, drop a few lines and a photo or two into our correspondence channel on Discord. We survived. Just about. It's, it's, it's oh. nice to know our efficiency hasn't changed while I've been away. No, it, it, hasn't, it hasn't changed a bit. No, it, I, I mean, happily have contributed to that. Well, yeah, yeah. Just think, Amelia, you've improved the average. <laughs> well, did, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Average what? IQ or? <laughs> all of that. Yes, anyway, all of the things. Amelia's back. I'm back. Yay. Yay. We missed you. Hello, I missed you guys too. I know. And you've been busy, busy writing. Um. Yes. Well, kind of. Uh, editing. Um. Safety so, scissors and sticky glue. Just let her tell us what I, she's been doing. I. I am not allowed <laughs> to say just yet. Ooh. Um, oh, you're not been blowing up planes in Crimea, have you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. I can Topic. thankfully say that I have not been doing that. I. Ah, but you would say that, wouldn't you? I would say that. Yes. So you'll never know. So top secret, you can't tell us. So tell us, when can you tell us? I can probably tell you um, later in the year. Um, <laughs> maybe a few few months down the line. You're going to oh, make us paranoid that it's something, something exciting. It, it is very cool. It is so cool. It is amazingly cool. It's called and winter. I so want to tell you guys what it is. But it's, it's I'm the not, temperature's I'm not dropping. Sure. I'm not sure I'm allowed to say anything winter on the air. like... You see, I, I, I've got a little video screen out the side of, of the, the, the studio here that is picturing, oh, back, back home down on Earth. And it's red sky everywhere this evening, which means it's probably on fire again. So, yes, we're hoping for cool temperatures. You can deliver that one. Now, that's a molten high metallic world you're looking at. <laughs> right, OK. Actually, there's bits of Eden glowing in the background. Or maybe yeah, it it's a Thargoid like wave. No, they're not waving. Um, no, it's the wrong colour. Red's the wrong colour for Thargoid's. So it's 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 been a busy week, oh, hasn't it? Flossie is internet that. famous again. Again, <laughs> Flossie's Flossie's response to the Thargoids this week was to giggle <laughs> uncontrollably at what they were doing. Yeah, Wasn't but it, Flossie? that sounds like Flossie. Yes. Um, Sorry. Yeah. So, so so we we had the recap earlier. Yes, Salvation's a Muppet, and uh, he did not reboot the Thargoids. They rebooted him, and then they ate everybody, which was which was yeah, was, was lovely. Um, for them. If we have time, we might play the video again for anybody who wants it, but maybe maybe not. Um, but there, there was a live stream this week recapping what went on. So live stream fourteen about patch thirteen. Mm. Mm. Out mm. of sync. Uh, well, it's, it's not required. No, no, no. But it confused some people. It's not. It's not like you know, check shirt and flares. It's uh... yeah, or, or an amazing, amazing disappearing Bruce substituted for Zach at some point. If, <laughs> that was funny at the minute. But the thing that did star all the way through was the Hutton mug on the table in front and centre mm. the whole yeah. the Hutton two mug. hours. You mean the Hutton mug that we're going to be giving away later in this show? Uh, the very whoop, same. Whoop, whoop. Ooh, but we're not going to tell you yet. And the one that we've been spreading around the galaxy. Yes. Well, I, I don't think we dropped one with them yet, so I don't know where they robbed that one from and whose desk, because it certainly doesn't belong to us yet. Well, they have a stunt mug, I think. Oh, uh, right. They, they obviously borrowed Well, they used to have a smashed mug that uh, a former community manager did knock the handle off at one point. Mm. Yeah. No, so, um, so Frameshift Live number 14, first yeah. things first, did we get it's free fun. paint? Uh, we did, we did. Yep. Um, mm. Free PJs today, only 15 minutes to, to watch. Yeah. Oh, the whole thing was like, what, two hours? Yeah. You only had to watch 15 <laughs> minutes to get eggs. Well, they were back on the sofa, weren't they? They were, they yeah. were in Palatopolis, you know, with the uh, the, the pallet wallpaper and the uh, the big screen with the Coriolis in the corner. On the on the comfy sofas because they had so many guests, they had to yes. find a, 
enough space for all those bums. So, go on then. We're going to have to list, list the guests. So, the first guest well, was... Th- just just to finish on the paint jobs, it's, if you have a T9, you would like to dress up in summer summer clothes. Um, summer blueberry was up for grabs, so I think... Mm. I, think I got you've summer got yummy. Today. If you didn't mm, get it, I think in two weeks' time you'll have a chance as well, because I think... I can't yeah. remember whether mm. Bruce said the same one will be up again. Do we have a, a picture of the summer blueberry? No, uh, we like... don't. <laughs> no, there, there no, no. If you look, I'll if melt you look the desk if I do that. Fifteen minutes in on the live stream, it comes up. It's it's not that exciting, but it's another paint job, isn't it? And who, look, let's face it, who flies a T nine? Come on, it's like a flying warehouse. Oh, don't 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 even go there. <laughs> well, the thing is, in real life, blueberries take about two years to it's produce two. fruit. Do they? Yes. I don't like blueberries, so... I don't yeah, well, apparently they normally take two years to, to turn up. Yeah, yeah. Horrible taste. I like blueberries. Oh, I like delicious. Yeah, yeah me too. Give me a blackcurrant any day. Anyway, yes, guests. Um, it, it was a bit like the... Uh, it was like the, their, their therapy session, their relief session after, you know, they've had a busy week, clearly, because... Uh, Update 13. Well, they did say they were going to the pub for a beer after yes. the end of that live stream. <laughs> like he said, a, Arthur said, a beer. I don't believe yes, a word a of what pub. Arthur says. Going to the pub for <laughs> a beer, he said. Um, yeah, so uh, guests came on in pairs, a bit like uh, Noah and his, and his art. But Samantha Marsh, who's the senior producer on Elite Dangerous, um, sort of talked around pulling... Um, update 13 together over the past few months and not, not in a great level of detail but just how the sort of various parts of their their organisation work together and uh, Well I have to say it from my perspective is probably the most seamless patch they've done mm. in an awful long time yeah, the number was. of seams yeah. inserted were definitely fewer than this show Amelia mm. your, your view <laughs> It, Seamless. Yeah, I mean, it, this 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 was clearly a spray-on onesie special rather than a well-sewn, thoroughly seamed uniform they put on this week. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, there was. I mean, was, there was a couple of the small seam was people who were on foot on one of the mega ships when the Thargoids blew it up may have had a bad day, but then again, being on a spaceship that's blown up when Thargoids turn up is bad to start with so that wasn't entirely unexpected oh i'm gonna look out the window oh my goodness i'm floating in space surfing mm. on a piece of you know rubble from the, yes. the station <laughs> down to the nearest planet um yes i think that was just about the only one wasn't it uh only one i can think of yeah but but sitting at the you know on the sofa at the same time as uh, samantha was uh, one of the audio yeah. team yeah, Robin, who's the lead audio designer. He's so he's he's not been on the game since the start, but he's 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 been around for a little while. He's pardon what? He's what? He's not been on the game since the start. He's not been on, working on the game <laughs> since. Not, not been working. Get on your this mind out of the out of the gutter. <laughs> it's a mate, they'll do anything for fun these days. <laughs> um. But, you know, they, they were talking about... Because you think about sounds, you think... And, and one thing, it's a, it's a bit like I, I always say, you, you know, you never notice good infrastructure till it goes wrong. But it's a bit like a good sound uh, scape. It's there in the background. You don't realise it's all half the time. It's telling you stuff. So 
um, and it, it kind of informs you what you what's going on without you having to read things or look at things or check things. You can just tell what's going on around your ship by yeah. When when you know, when bad thargoids are coming, there's a wrong wrong Particularly with thargoids, but everything you know, it's sort of almost like that. You know, as you uh, as you put the air brakes on when you land, or when you're cycling through targets and you can't tell which ones are red and green because you're you're, yeah. you're colour blind, yeah, yeah. they make different noises. Some go yes. bing, and some go a slightly different kind of ping. Yeah. Yes, so all, all <laughs> that sort of rich subtlety that you don't really uh, pay much attention to, but you your your mind does. You you don't notice it's there, but your mind does, and it it mm. triggers you to do to to understand what's going on. And then. Uh, Amelia, obviously, they showed off some some videos during the live stream as well. Yes, our um, very 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 good sh- friends did the first one. Ooh, which friends? The one it says there, there. Oh, Burr Pit. Yeah, the Burr Pit. Mm. That Is that one. the one you showed me? Oh no no no! They did their own one. So the the one that you saw earlier, because you didn't experience it yet, because you were hiding in the unobtainium slash indestructium fort, um, <laughs> was uh, yeah the official broadcast by Salvation of his own cock up. Uh, Burr put together an entirely more polished um, video of the Battle of Hip twenty two four sixty. It was ah. quite sort of cinematic and epic, wasn't it? it? it well, was, Rini uh, is is quite the camera person. Yeah, yeah, it's very good. And then there was a, a another video, which was um, sort of a, was a propaganda video as well. But, Amelia, yeah. that one was by... Eagle 131. It was, um, yeah, basically, uh, tell Salvation to go stick it up his pint and smoke Fundament. it. Fundament. Yeah, that's that's the one. Um, because Thargoids need love, not not war kind of video. But, I mean, incredibly well produced as well. Yay, uh, Commander Chicks, could I prevail upon you to maybe just sort of put up a couple of links in the chitter-chatter for me to those two? Because um, they really are, both of them, worth watching. Um, they're really very well produced videos. But then they came back from watching these videos and Bruce turned into Zack, which was a surprise. So yeah, I don't I don't know what happened to Bruce, but he vanished and turned to Zach, and they were joined by two more of the design team. By uh, Flossie, I can't remember the names. It was on the left was one was Hannah Vardy. Yeah, and she's a graduate designer. She's been with them for about eight months, I think. And there was Ben Hennessy. And Ben was bouncing up and down on the sofa like he was supremely excited because Ben's yeah, narrative designer. So it, it's um, working with the rest of the team. It's sort of well, not Ben's story, but it, it's um, Ben who's been uh, yeah, designing lots of the story bits and, you know, really excited about what's been going on. Um, they had some stats as well, Amelia. So in HIP 22460, the, st- yeah, the system that you didn't go into because it was dangerous, yes, how many ships were dangerous. destroyed in that one session when everybody logged S- back in again? 6,800 ships were destroyed. That's not including yeah. the big sh- NPC ships and everything else. That's just us, no, the Pilots' Federation. Yes, yeah. And uh, obviously the total that were in the system... 7,800 commanders. So that's a tiny percentage that didn't get destroyed in system. Unfortunately, I think that probably includes me, but anyway. So about a thousand people either pulled the brave Sir Robin and hoofed it or managed to get away with it somehow. Um, So, Commander Chicks, the next sort of part of the story is, you know, Elite Dangerous colon... Well, it's the aftermath. (laughs) Well, that's appropriate. That was aftermath, I think, was... I thought that was what what Canon Interstellar do when they've solved the sums. 
Yes. Yeah, so no. what do we get now? We get no more Mr. Nice Thug. Um, they're they're angry. Run, run. Well, they're angry yeah. in that one system at the moment. Well, yeah. How long? Is it? Come on. <laughs> They've got their um, but, own frameshift drives. But then, obviously, they played a few videos from the community because they, they'd um, sort of contacted a few streamers and Twitch streamers and whatever else and said, be ready, be ready, put streams live. So the streamers did, and there was there was Psykit and Psyche and Boss Lady B and all sorts were going live with streams. Um, and mm. Flossie. Some, some oaf. Yeah. Yeah. Flossie was streaming as well. <laughs> or actually, no, Flossie was on a ride-along when some oaf was streaming. Yes. <laughs> So everybody else is sort of crying and whooping and cheering, and then it cuts to to me. Um, and my reaction to the whole Thargoid thing is, well, that's not going to buff out, is it? <laughs> Thanks, guys. That'll leave a mark. Yeah, that's going to leave a mark. Yeah, well, well done, as my ship was um, yes, shut down. Um, so there was some details on uh, for the Apology Officer on console transfers. Mm-hmm. Doesn't yes, care Eddie. anymore. Doesn't care anymore. I do care. I do care. Some money's on the console. Splitter. Uh, <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> uh, so console transfers um, currently slated for early September. Uh, no more details. They're still testing at the moment. So early September, meaning before the second half of September. I would assume so, because <laughs> yeah. that would be late September or mid September. Right. Yeah, so early September, uh, if you want to transfer all... Oh, it's not transfer. Transfer is maybe the wrong word. Copy. No, it's uh, Copy. clone. The cloning clone. your account. Yeah, because hmm. you'll still be able to play the same account with all the same things on your console, your Xbox, your PlayStation, whatever, but you will get a kind of snapshot transfer uh, and keep onto, onto PC, and you can keep both. Yeah. Um... So, move, moving along, uh, also we've got from you some news about uh, a big yes. eye in the sky. The big eye in the sky, the James Webb Telescope, has discovered a galaxy which may date back to around 250 years. That's not millions of years, not billions of years, but 250 years after the Big Bang. Um, and that's this pretty precise, that isn't it? Yeah, I mean that's that's like saying sort of galactic last Wednesday at three fifteen and fifteen seconds in the afternoon. Yeah, I think I think they put it down as something approximately two hundred and fifty six years after the Big Bang, so it was something like that. But um, so it's can the we, kind of thing that the James Webb Telescope was designed to do. Do we have a picture of it? Uh, not <laughs> no. at the moment, but I, I'll get you one. We could do I'll one for next one. week. That would melt the desks and, again. Yeah, and they have named it the Edinburgh Galaxy. Because it's on the fringe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. uh, No, I think it's because the researchers were based in Edinburgh. The researchers interpreted the data and found it. So, yeah. I mean, mean, if the the Big Bang happened, and uh, as I understood it, obviously, with the galaxy being sort of millions and millions and millions and millions of years old, right? For a whole galaxy, thirteen point eight billion. Yeah, well, there you go. To 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 create a whole galaxy in two hundred and fifty years. I mean, that, that's yeah. that's Monty Python. Yeah, yeah, it's it's mad. I'm, I'm guessing. Stuff. I'm guessing it's some kind of early proto galaxy, but yeah, yeah, but it's already there and it's spinning. I mean, you imagine how, there are there are planets that take that long to. I mean, two hundred and fifty years. Proxima Centauri will have moved an incy wincy bit around Alpha Centauri A and B in two hundred and fifty years. I mean, that's yeah, really takes- quick. It takes Sol 250 million years to go around uh, Sanjay. 
Exactly. So it's a million years faster than our galaxy spins. It just turned million up. Times. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah, and that's that's the thing. It's yeah, it's got a picture. It's but they, um, were, they were very different because obviously stars back then are all hydrogen and helium. There's there's yeah. there was no metallicity. There was you know there's. There was I mean, they were getting together there. faster than than townies after lockdown got lifted. Yeah. Yeah. So they reckon as well. It's about thirty billion light years away. From us, so I mean, because what's the galaxies... margin of error? That two hundred and fifty years plus or minus a million, or two hundred fifty well, years plus no, or minus? No, no, I think I think the years is quite quite I'm sure specific. They, I'm sure, they would yeah. say. But talking of things that are quite specific, there was an enormous fart in space this week. Mm, yeah, there was. Yeah, yep. Beetlejuice. Uh, well, it, it actually it was in two thousand and nineteen. Beetlejuice fart. What? Uh, yeah, it was observed in two thousand and nineteen, and Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Be- Beetlejuice. Yep. Yeah, it did a massive fart. It, w- like it could be massive, seen from 567 light years away. Kind yes, of massive a massive fart. fiery fart. <laughs> yes. Um, so, so didn't it? Doesn't that mean it did a fart like 567 years ago? It did. Yeah. Yes. It just took us a long time to smell it. Uh, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Up. Oh, I um, was. So, com- go on. No, no. I'm looking at the wrong thing. Uh, yeah. Oh, 235 million years after. But like this was not million. seen by James oh. Webb, was it? No, this is the one I'm talking about. This is the... This no, is Hubble. No, that was that was Hubble. Hubble for Beetlejuice. Uh, I'm looking back at the Edinburgh Galaxy. 235 million years. I, I am a fool. It was 235 million years. Oh, the galaxy. Not 250 yes. years. Oh, no. What's a million between friends, you know? A couple yeah. of million. 235 <laughs> million. It's not that bad. Well, yeah, it was something like that, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, other other than that, um, we're supposed back to back into sort of Hutton activities. Uh, you may have noticed if you're watching the live stream on Twitch that top right of your screen is a brand new little widget. Oh yeah, it's the too hot, too messy widget, and you can see it says at the moment five thousand three hundred and three mugs and five thousand and sixty four gins have been delivered, and in fact that's a live feed. So let's just have a look. Commander Dark Session delivered gin to Leonard Dredging Installation in, was it Harity's? Anyway, and it's first ginfall. This is a new thing. First ginfall? What's first ginfall? It's where no gin has gone before. It's where no gin, it's where nothings have been sold before. Mm. This is the first commodity ever sold at that station, as far as the community um, database is going. So no one's ever been there before, no one's ever sold anything there before, and the first thing they received was a mug, which was their 179th mug by uh, Dark Session, and then gin to put in the mug. And then yet, every time you go to one of those stations, they go, Welcome back, Commander. Well, it's the same <laughs> controller following you around. That's the thing. I'm sure you're confusing me with someone else. Yeah, Commander Serverland says that number's about to go up. It depends if you're using the EDMC version or the Hutton Helper, because obviously mm. the the uh, online version of the Hutton Helper takes about 20 minutes to update. The EDMC version is um, immediate. Oh, and Commander M. Gray has just dropped some as well at a genetic site. First gin fall again. Well done, Commander M. Gray. Anyway, um, so yes, the hot mess. Mug every single station, or too hot, too messy. Um, there are a lot of stations that have never been visited. Uh, mm. There is a new little tab on the nav panel. There is the summary, and it's quite useful because it gives you a clue of um, how many there might be, other than what's in the uh, what's in the list. Yep, so if you follow the website, the website only knows about things it knows about. Mm. It doesn't know about things it doesn't know about. 
sound, beginning to sound like Donald Rumsfeld there. Uh. Yeah. But to find out the things that it doesn't know about, you have to look at your ship. And your ship says there are shed loads to deliver to, so you go to them, and you get first credit for first gin fall, first mug fall as well. And uh, Kianos T. Geek... Was it? Kianos T. Geek delivered a mug, and we've retired Navy IT once, delivered another mug. They're coming in 5306 now. Um, so there are almost 1,400 stations have been visited for the first time in week one. What, what 1,400? Yeah. That's a, that's about a quarter of the total, isn't it? Yes. So about a, yeah, about a quarter of the, the systems we've been to have never been mm. mugged or ginned or any commodities before. Um, yeah, and they say welcome back, Commander, but that's because they're following you around the place. Um, so we started. If you think about that, we start. We've we've done five thousand two hundred and five, of which thirteen hundred eighty four are uh, are new. So we started with one hundred seventy eight thousand three hundred thirteen. So we're now all we're just under one hundred eighty thousand stations in a week. So imagine if. Between now and April, we're going to add 15 and 14, 1500 stations a week. Between now, how many weeks is that? Well, this is why the date is extending. Um, so at the moment, it says we're going to be done by April. It said March a couple of days ago. It well, the rate has dropped as well. February. Well, yes, yeah, because servers were off and people were getting blown up and people yeah, were having it. done in two days. 20, yeah, 22, yeah. 460s going on. It's, yeah. Absolutely. So the, so the first weekend was really busy. Last weekend, there were loads and loads. Uh, but it has died down as other things have been happening. Well, it's midweek as well, and yeah, um, we're yeah, coming exactly. into the weekend again, so it should pick up again. We're not yeah. running at 1,000 a day. We're running at about 800 a day, something like that at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so if you if you go to the um, hotforthemug.com slash hot underscore mess underscore two and go to event stats, it, it will tell you. Um, yeah. At the moment, we're estimating completion time on Monday, April the 10th at 9.46 in the morning. And that's probably gin as well. Because yeah. they, they had two separate dates previously, and the, the mug date was May. Sorry, it wasn't. It was March. And the gin day was April, so they're probably choosing the latter of the two dates. Now, this doesn't take into account the ones we can't deliver gin to because they treat we it as illegal, so that may be a little bit of a high estimate because there's a bunch we won't be able to do because gin's illegal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you've got like some market. tips. So, um, Amelia... Yeah. As you've not been doing this um, yet, we've not seen your name on the list, uh, we're going to give you the hints. Okay. So, um, the first hint, Flossie, on the, on the little list here. Yeah. Large ships versus small ships. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to fill too often. Chicks, explain. So, if you... Obviously, you... Retrieving you in most cases, people are retrieving mugs all the way from Hutton Orbital. So when you get there, um, yeah, you can go to the station and buy them, and then you can maybe collect some more from a friendly fleet carrier owner or or a tea bagger who's got some outside the station. But basically, if you fill up a large ship with mugs, you don't have to go to Hutton Orbital very often. So if, uh-huh. you, if you're in a Python and you can land, or you can go in something bigger if you like, but you you won't be landing in that. Um, but if you take a small ship, obviously you can land and they're much more manoeuvrable, you know. But you're going to have to fill it up more and more often, particularly, as I found to my cost, you get you, you get to a system in a in like a Cobra, which carry, like mine carries 44 tons. And then you end up, instead of the 16 
stations it told you about, there were like 59, and you go, bucker, and you only get halfway through the system. So mm. that's one of the... Okay, so is that a large ship or small ship piece of advice? Well, that's a large ship advantage. So this right. is really about so the, comparing the, the pros and cons of small ships. For the second ships. one, the apology officer can cover this one. The second one is... You get to make trading credits on the side. Well, what's this all about? Well, if you have a large ship, you can carry other cargo. So Yes, but obviously Hutton mugs make the best value when sold a long way away from Hutton, not the near systems. It's about mm. 150 light years for peak sale. It's... Uh, well, anything, it, it doesn't go up. Um, it doesn't increase sort of beyond that kind of About kind of Yeah, so 200 is the max, but I think peak is about 150 away. Yeah, I was noticed I was selling in a system today or yesterday, and uh, I I took a loss on the mugs, but I, I gained on the gin, <laughs> you know, more than gained on the gin, so that was a bit weird. So, uh, Amelia, the next piece of advice on the list... Mm -hmm. Many surface sites, if you crash or get interdicted and destroyed, you lose the lot. So this is definitely a don't-use-big-ships kind of piece of advice. Use small ships. Well, you're going to be near the surface a lot. And, and I mean, usually the, the I'm trying to think of, another, of a third way, but the two ways of dying and losing your ship are you crash into a planet or you get interdicted and destroyed. Well, there's a third way. You land at somewhere full of scavengers and they decide to grenade you when you're on the pad. Yeah, there is that as well. That, yeah. That's happened to me three times. Yeah. Um, so we'll go back to Flossie. Um, now, you haven't done this one, but we do know some people who have, not looking at the chat channel too hard. <laughs> if you get careless selling, you could sell all your mugs or gin, and that's a sad face. Yes, when yeah. you're in the interface... Don't mm. click sell immediately. You have to wind it back all the way to one before you sell. Do not mm. be that person where you have got logs of who's done more than one. We're not going to name you yet, but we will do at some point. Yes. Um, yes. Apology, officer. Yes. Next one. Small ships are fun to fly. Oh, Small ships are yeah. fun to fly. Oh, sorry. Let's stick with that one and we'll do the yeah. other one last. Yeah. They, they are. They're, they're, are fun to fly. That doesn't need any explanation. You they need you need are. an excuse to to fly that Cobra Mark Four or yeah, mm. they, yeah. that that oh, dolphins apparently are a what a, a ship of choice yes. for this one. Yeah, the mm -hmm. three the three top tips um, this week so far have been the dolphin, the Cobra Four, and of course the Cobra Three. Um, I've got a dolphin, I mean, but it's not engineered. What, what about Type Six? Good old fashioned Type Six, like oh, it's not a small ship; it's a medium ship. Oh, is that a medium? Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. yeah. Mm. I have a call before, and I've been using that. And the the final piece of advice. Well, just talking about small ships that aren't many in a system. You won't get many stations that only have small pads, but you will get one or two. Yeah, absolutely. I was in a Type Six and had to go and get. A Cobra Mark III, so that mm. could do the small. Yeah, so if, if you've got a if you've got to like carry anywhere, the thing is, if you have to swap ships, you've got to make sure the ship you're swapping to has got enough cargo space to take all your mugs. Mm. So okay. yeah, you end up offloading all your mugs and having a handful left to put in the small ship. It's a pain, but yeah, small sh particularly if you've got a carrier, I think small ships are definitely the way to go. And this is why well, I like the the new summary in the nav panel because if you look at the too hot, too messy list, it'll tell you how many stations there are. If you then go and look at the the system, you can get a good idea what the you know additional number are. I put enough mugs, say, on a Python, so I can trade between the various ports. 
thinking there's going to be four or five small pads maybe and then make sure that you expend enough mugs to be able to swap your ships over later on straight into your cobra without losing any uh, cargo not um, um, any quick question why hasn't one of the hutton truckers who has a a spare carrier just parked it at hutton and just you know Asked everyone to start loading it up we, on the engine so that we, we yeah we've missed all yeah, that. yeah 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 did all that work. Uh, that, that's on, the, on, on the website, there's a top hot stockers, which lists all the carriers. The top carrier is the Hot Anduin Great River, which contains three thousand four hundred and fifty-six mugs and eight hundred ninety-two gin. We've got the LSN Clay's Ashford with seventeen hundred mugs and four hundred fifty-five gin. So yes, um, between them, there's a lot of loading going on. I mean, the hot property. Nice. My own carrier's got uh, four hundred one and um, two hundred eighty the other on board at the moment. So yes, you know, lots I'm, of carrier loading's been going on. I might, I might jump in my dolphin over the well, weekend and, and load well, up some of the carriers. The trick is, you don't. The whole point of the carriers is obviously you can fill them up, but you can take them away. So a lot of people have moved them to more accessible systems, and then they advertise uh, on too hot, too messy to uh, say mugs and gin here, come and get them. I've moved mine up to Aldin to make it easier for me to get back to it, and also yeah. easier for people to. But obviously, people in. can't buy directly from your carrier. You have to come and unload no. for them, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, to load people up. Anyway, um, so but all, another thing you can do when you when you, if you're in doubt about whether you can go to a station or not, is if you click on it in the nav panel. It comes up with a little information window, and yes. one of the things it says is whether the, there's any pads or not. Yes. Some, some will say yes, some will say no. Dead handy. Right, well, it, mm. it comes to that time of the show where we have a prize. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. In fact, Alvin's really excited about the prize. You can hear him. Oh, <laughs> no. Alvin's really, really excited about the prize. Hashtag not a sausage. Hashtag not a sausage. It's not a sausage. It's not a sausage. Anyway, um, so it, every single week we will be giving away a genuine, real Honest to what's it, Hutton Mug. None of these fake Redbubble knockoff, they robbed our logo <coughs> robbing bastards uh, kind of kind of mug. This is a genuine one made from, well, what appears to be scrap from spaceships. Um, there were pictures put up. And so on at lunchtime, every single Thursday, um, Mr. Shouty, who is the originator of this event, it's all his fault, you can blame him later, um, put all the names that had done at least 10 mugs and at least 10 gin into a hat. And at the moment, that's standing around sort of 80, uh, 85 at the moment. I think a few have snuck in the bottom of the list there, but it was it was around 80, 80 some at lunchtime today. And he pushes along with Mr. Cow, I think was advising him on how to push the randomizer, um, a magic button, and a number comes out. We look down the list for the number, and there's a name. Dun, dun, dun. So, this week, we have the very great honour to present a genuine Hutton Orbital mug to Commander. Go on, drum roll, drum roll, drum roll. Winnie yeah. nineteen seventy four. So congratulations, Ooh. Commander Winnie nineteen seventy four. If you're listening into the show, then fantastic. Uh, they were well at the time. They were seventy uh, fourth in the list. So number seventy fourth came out the hat. 
Um, they had delivered 12 mugs and 12 gin at that point in time. So congratulations to Winnie1974. If you're a friend of or if you know them, please do ask them to get in touch. Or Winnie, if you're listening as well, um, you want to send an email to uh, I took part in Hutnorbital.com <clears throat> I took part at Hutnorbital.com with some proof that you're actually Winnie1974. Let's say like a screenshot of your commander name or something. Say, it's me! And mm. then the Hutton Orbital Postal Service will send you your Hutton Orbital mug to a destination of your choice, it's which hopefully is in your hand. It's a good job we didn't draw this nine hours later, isn't it? Because number 74 would be some somebody called Vantian. Yeah, no, he's not getting one. No, you see, he's not getting one because he's already got he's already got a mug. Yes, and that's the thing. By the way, if anybody who comes out the hat has already got a mug and wants to say no, no, I've already got one, then we will do a redraw as well, so that we're fair with handing the mugs out because obviously it's going to be the list will increase over time, but the list of people who do ten every single week might get a bit short. You might end all end up with one by the end of it. But the first one is Winnie nineteen seventy four. Congratulations indeed. We will get Intarius to post up on the hotforthemug.com website and on the Hutton Helper notifications as well. If anybody is friends with Winnie1974 in-game or wants to send a friend request over to them for us to say, Oi! Oi! You've won a mug! Then then please do, or, or hunt them down, fly over to them in your dolphin and, and you know, nudge them a few times and say, You've got a mug! Um, you don't have to accept your mug once again. If you if you don't want to send us any details and you'd rather we pass it on, do let us know. It's not obligatory to get one. But congratulations to Winnie1974. We've reset the counter, and next week we will be drawing a another one. This Saturday, mm-hmm. it's a special day. Very, very special. It oh, is, yes. yes. It's a it birthday. <gasps> it's a very, very special birthday. It's Alvin's birthday. Oh, Alvin, our oh-so-fluffy and glorious leader, will be turning another year older. And how, old, he, how old is he in human years? Oh, I, I don't know. It's rude oh, to talk okay. about age. No, you, you don't. You don't ask. You don't ask. You'll bite yeah, me. Don't, yeah, don't ask. Yeah. yeah, you don't. You don't ask. That's oh, he's off. No, he's... Oh no! 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 <laughs> he's run off with your not sausage. The sausage not the sausage. Uh, also, today is Jester D's birthday. Very many happy returns to Jester D. Jester D is still turned into a big beardy hermit as well, but Jester D <laughs> is doing all right and says hi to everybody. So, uh, can, we, can we sing happy birthday to Jester D? Oh, we could just do a generic happy birthday. We're going to be obviously out of sync because of lag on the internet. We can do one, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. There we go. And if all our listeners haven't left already, it's I think time for uh, the thing. Oh, you can hear it snuffling. Snuffle, snuffles. Snuffles. <sighs> I think it's using the air vents to move around. <gasps> what is? I'm back! I'm back! That hurts. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's not. <laughs> hang on a second. <laughs> Flossie, what did you do? Oh, you eat the I microphone. Didn't do anything. Oh, hang on. There we go. Seamless. Seamless. Let's try that one again, shall we? I think Galvin's pulled the lead out. <laughs> Somebody's knocked the record off. It's still Flossie. It's crazy. 
Seams everywhere. So far, so good. It's flashy. It's flashy. And the community goes. Hello, Flossie here with this week's Community Goals News. Last week's CG ended prematurely when the Protoss Wave super weapon was deployed. One of those occasions when faction state changes and other disruptive events can negatively impact markets and station services and could prevent the initiative from running smoothly. Applied. So it was ended at tier 7 with over a trillion credits earned by 3,216 participants. The top 50% of contributors will have received one medium salvation plasma charger and the top 25% of contributors will have received two medium salvation plasma chargers. And there are no new CGs this week. That's it for this week's CG News. Hang on, hang on. Before you go to the next bit, I've got a quick question. Yeah. I've got a question mm-hmm. as well, so go ahead. Then I'll do so, the so, you know, the CG was giving away Salvation <laughs> Plasma Chargers. Yeah, yes. I think you may be going to ask the same thing I'm going to ask. Now, Salvation Plasma Chargers Quite are a based... Quite people love us. Yes, yes, are based on Guardian Tech. Mm-hmm. And where don't they work? <laughs> on Thargoids. <laughs> on Thargoids. Can I, so, can yes. I ask... Go on, then. Can I ask about Salvation Chargers? Are those the ones that start off blue and then turn green and blow you up? <laughs> yeah, and leave big holes in planets with glowing... I don't know anything about weapons. Big holes in planets and friendly ships. Ow! Oh, that's told us. Yes. Right, anyway, now it's time to head over to the Galnet News Desk to hear about this week's tumultuous event. Over to Commanders Beetlejude and Wotherspoon. Galnet News Digest, 11th of August 3308. We read the news, so you don't have to. In this week's news, we still know very little about what happened following the firing of the Proteus wave, but we may have found the very last words of salvation. And we do a little cookery, converting spearmint ancient relics into the peppermint unclassified variety. Two days after the disaster in HIP 22460, and with no official word from Azimuth Biotech or any of the superpowers, our two main sources of information are accounts from those in neighbouring systems, including the trickle of survivors who've made it out to the Masashi, the glorious prospect and El Sentinella Cadeja in the Pleiades sector CW-U B3-2 system, and logs recovered from the wreckage in HIP 22460. The press is being denied access to the majority of survivors, so scanning the wreckage is providing most of the information we have at the moment. There appear to be many accounts of the events buried in the wreckage, but gaining access to them is hampered by the rapid arrival of one or more Fargoids about a minute after you drop out of supercruise. Investigators are risking their lives and having to work fast to gather evidence. (laughs) 
Two of the locks already recovered may be of particular historical significance. The first is a broadcast to the crew of the Bright Sentinel by Commander Morag Halloran, apparently just moments before the Proteus wave was fired. This is Commodore Halloran. I have just received word that the Proteus wave weapon has been successfully installed at the Thargoid surface site. Soon we will initiate the weapon's activation sequence. It will take some time, so we need to be wary of any attempt by the Thargoid fleet to interfere with Salvation's plan. I've confirmed with Galnet officials that every major newsfeed will carry live footage of the superweapon's activation. We'll share the coming victory with the people we fight for. Every loved one of the millions lost to the Thargoids will witness our revenge in real time. You all know your duties. We've drilled them a dozen times over. Don't let the waiting audience distract you. Make me proud, okay? Halloran out. The second log is a private and contemplative diary entry, apparently by Salvation himself. Showing a more human aspect than we've been used to, Salvation muses on the time he has worked on this project, his advanced age and his growing respect for the Thargoids he sought to eliminate. The time of our victory is almost here. My journey has been long. Too long, I think. I am likely to be the oldest ever living human. The fortune I have spent on cell regeneration and bionic replacements to keep my physical form intact. <laughs> it would make even a serious accountant weep. Every single credit was worthwhile, though. The investments have allowed me to witness this moment to be our salvation. The Thargoids are an ancient race, too blind to realize that time has passed. Over the centuries, I have admittedly found a grudging respect for them. The creatures are equally intelligent and ruthless, but they lack the ambition, an endless potential of humans. I've given my life to ensuring the crown is finally snatched away from them. We are now the dominant civilization in the galaxy. My name will be remembered alongside the very greatest champions of humanity. I believe I have earned that much. It appears that Salvation's attempt at the xenocide of the Thargoids has instead resulted in the Thargoids becoming simultaneously more powerful, able to neutralise Guardian technology, and much, much more angry. As Haimar Borichev, deputy editor of The Sovereign, points out, the Thargoids had a right to get angry when some ancient human attempted to wipe them off the face of the galaxy. Perhaps we should be looking at our own actions in supporting salvation when we look at the mess we found ourselves in. Thank you.
Guardian relics, when plugged into a Thargoid device, which is found inside active Thargoid sites, have changed their behaviour. Instead of being rejected by the device, they are now transformed into something that's been described as an unclassified relic. Undertaking this alchemy is not without its dangers. Once you've collected your three Guardian relics from any Guardian ancient ruins, a good place to take them is the Oracle in Delphi. Planet 5b contains many crashed Thargoid interceptors, many of which have Thargoid sensors. You need one of these to get into the Thargoid site in your SRV. Planet 5a has an active Thargoid structure. The sensor is corrosive and after activation the Thargoid scavengers become aggressive, the Thargoid device becomes unbearably hot and your SRV may start rotating and jumping in time to the Thargoid device's rhythm. But if you're willing to go through this process, and if you get out with one of these green relics, you may be able to help Professor Palin and Ramtar work out how the Thargoids resisted the Proteus Wave Pulse, and help to rescue humanity from what looks like becoming a new, more deadly Thargoid invasion. Professor Palin can be found in Ark, and Ramtar in Mean, and they both pay a million credits for every unclassified relic. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News. We read the news so you don't have to. Thank you, Commanders Beetlejude and Weatherspoon. Now, it's time to go over to Mia Harkness to find out who has overachieved at what this week. It's the Hutton Helper results. Welcome to the Hutton Helper Results. The Hutton Helper Results are sponsored by the Hutton Helper, the only third-party resource to come with a detailed atlas of Scotland, in case you've discovered any galaxies out there. This week we have the following events. The Queen Street Station to Edinburgh Galaxy Cup. The Sucky Hall Street Station Delivery Challenge. The five-year mission to the Auchinshugal Nebula Deja Vu Trophy. The Grad by the Fuzz and the Rings of Strathbungle Charity Shield. The Chase by the Loch Ness Monster, which turns out to be a Federal Corvette Award. And the Planet Westray to Papa Westray Moon Shortest Space Flight Tournament. So, get your Tartan Telescope focused, settle down with a big plate of Tatty Bockle, whatever that is, and there's a hand, my trusty fear, and he's a hand of that. The Hutton Helper results are. Comet Bond jumped 39,000 light years to come first in distance travelled. Commander Checks sold 749,000 tonnes of cargo. Probably mugs and gin, I don't know about that. Checks is also a top mission runner with 789 mission points. Attic 2 submitted 116 million credits worth of bounties. Seren Gu handed in 1,849,000,000 credits of combat bonds. Andy Ostra delivered 1,328 people more or less intact to their various destinations. So, 
That's decal this week for Seren Do. Please email itookpartatahutanorbital.com and arrange to collect your hunting decal kit, which this week consists of a haggis with a paintbrush, a glass bottle of iron brew, and a tin of shortbread with Bonnie Prince Charlie on the front. This week, we have 142 hunting runs. Things have been really busy over at hunting, resources have been reallocated from Anaconda Production, and it's all out mugs and gin to keep up with demand. If you look, you'll see that the orange lights at either end of the big aerial are flashing to show Anaconda Production has been stopped at hunting. The top five are Impala Mark at 1 hour, 22 minutes and 55 seconds. He's about 35 seconds off the record. Sharon Valeri, two eyes, 1 hour, 22 minutes and 58 seconds. Rudy Raumkraut with 1 hour, 23 minutes and 18 seconds. Epaphis with 1 hour, 23 minutes and 26 seconds. And Manu Warkel with 1 hour, 23 minutes and 33 seconds. Anyway, there's a whole galaxy of stuff out there needing mugged, ginned, shot, shipped, rescued, looted, repaired, destroyed, bought, sold, squeezed, inflated, burnt, frozen, liquidated, evaporated, sandblasted, sponged down, smelled, licked, extruded, discombobulated, recombobulated, pilfered, rubbed, compressed, enveloped, siphoned, regurgitated, strained, fermented, poached, enterobanged, upcycled, violently downcycled, smelted, roboticised and probinated and you can earn yourself a very fetching hot decal for doing it. To get involved you just have to go to hot.fathermug.com and sign up for the delicious new hut helper in three exciting formats. Let's face it, anything has to be better but realising there's still no in-game assets named after Glasgow. Fleet carriers don't count. Anyway, that's it for this week. Away and bile your heads! Mayor. Now it's time to mount up and join Amelia Hawk with this week's Ride Along Galnet Rares Digest. Good evening. This is Amelia Hawk reporting for the Galnet Rares Digest. We try all the galaxy's rarest and most dangerous commodities, so you don't have to. Despite the advent of the personal vehicle across the galaxy as the ultimate mode of transport, whether that be your Scarab or your Scorpion SRV, there has never been anything quite like the union of man and animal as a paired team for excitement, off-road ranging or racing. Since the dawn of civilization, humans have looked at their animal cousins and wondered to themselves, Ooh, can I ride that? Seeing majestic horses sweeping across grasslands in North America, sturdy ponies on the tundra, or mighty pachyderms in India and Africa has inspired humanity to attempt to tame, mount, and then charge across the scenery with a tally-ho and a kick of their heels. With indigenous life in the galaxy not only abundant but varied in shape and size, it's no wonder that shortly after landing somewhere new, 
identifying that the native creatures are of the right size to carry human being and that the pointy end can be kept well away from the soft, fleshy people bits, explorers have been looking to get their leg over as soon as they can find and feel the wind in the air. Of course, this kind of lunacy back on Earth wasn't just limited to the ever-faithful horse or pony. There are tales of people attempting to ride into battle or over the next hill on the back of camels, which proved to be a very bumpy ride. Giraffes, it's, it's a long way down if you get one of them spooked. And even rhinoceros and hippo, which given the propensity of either of those to turn their little piggy eyes on you with hate, then stomp on you until you're very flat, probably isn't the wisest choice for a mount. The local population of Jangari, yes, the N is silent, have discovered a niche market in enabling our fetish for riding and have styled themselves throughout the galaxy as leather workers, saddlers and riders without parallel. If you can find a creature that walks, flies, crawls, slithers or swims and someone wants to take their life into their own hands by climbing onto the back of it, then the Jangari saddlers can craft you something to keep your bum strapped to the back of it and keep from getting rubbed so raw that it resembles a poorly cooked steak and give some modicorum of control over which direction you scream across the landscape, holding on for your dear life. Of course, the humble horse has been domesticated for centuries, meaning that your average equestrian experience is a relatively calm one trick-trotting sedately in your jobpers and knee-high boots, or at the kick of your heels galloping wildly with one hand on your cowboy hat and the other hanging desperately onto the pommel. Whether you're a sedate side-saddler or legs akimbo genitalia-mashing sadist, they've got what you need. Whilst there are artificial materials to craft your saddlery from, they maintain that there's nothing quite like catching and killing one animal, ripping off its outer layer, curing and tanning it, and then draping it across another creature, just to let them know who's boss. I've been taking down to the Museum of Sadri over here at Jangari, just alongside their various training circles for display teams, and the range of leatherwork on display is just staggering. Your traditional back-mounted riding position for quadrupeds is here, looking much the same as it did in those old westerns shown in seedy bars where they night shift hang out and people say yeehaw a lot. Padded for the comfort of both rider and ridee with super soft Bellaluns Ray leather covering for those that want to go the full Lady Godiva without dicing their unmentionables. Then there is the special saddles division. This is where the fun happens. Over in a number of pens alongside the museum itself, it's a complete menagerie of creatures, surrounded by apron-wearing leather workers with tape measures, 3D scanning devices, and not a small number of personal protection devices. As I watch, one of the Jangari is attempting to put a saddle on the back of a very, very large stag beetle. I mean, by very large, well, the pincers are about eight feet long. Uh, it stands a good 40 hands high and its back is as broad as an upturned boat. 
Nestled between the thorax and the main body of the beetle, the saddle is fitted and tightened around the belly of the creature. And the test subject scampers up one waiting leg, lowers himself onto the seat and starts strapping himself in. Once done, with a slap on the beetle's abdomen, the pincers raise in the air and it takes off at a surprising speed. It runs straight to the far side of the pen, up the far side of the pen, over onto the roof, and the rider is now hanging upside down, securely held by the straps. It, it charges over to the barn doors and crashes through them, and then there's a, there's a humming like a spitfire taking off as the carapace opens and enormous wings unfurl. Wow. As it swoops overhead like a 20th century bomber, the rider pulls this way and that on the reins and this majestic and terrifying beetle starts performing acrobatic maneuvers in the air. All the while the rider is he looks like he's whooping with joy and, and calling out commands. It's just magnificent. Over in the next pen, there's an albino catcher mammoth being fitted with a leather howdah. Four handlers mount the mighty beast, looking for all in the world like guards standing atop a tall, tall tower. The gates are opened, and, and this mighty beast with its enormous tusks takes one look at freedom beyond, shuffles uncomfortably, and then... Uh, uh, oh, no. Oh, my. It, it looks like this mammoth has other plans. It, it, it's pulled the first rider out of the howdan. It looks like that. It looks like they didn't do their straps up very tight. The, the mammoth has decided that it, it quite fancies a kebab. The poor soul has been spiked on the end of one tusk. I can, I can see the others frantically tying up their straps as this enormous albino trunk reaches back and grabs a second. But, wow, those those leather straps are really strong. Uh, th though an angry mammoth who wants to decorate his tusks with screaming human, he, well, he's not going to be denied. Oh, wow, he's torn him in half and, and stuffed the top half on the other tusk. Oh, wow. I, I mean, credit where credit's due. The, the Jangari straps are really good. It's, his legs haven't shifted one bit. I can hear the saddler calling out that the next time they'll want to mount it slightly further back. Oh, Looking around me, this this isn't the only incident. Trial and error seems to be the name of the game, as I can see giant worms rolling around on top of their riders, apparently working out which way is up on a giant space worm isn't as easy as it looks. There's six armed ape wearing, there's a six armed ape wearing what, what looks like a baby carrier on its back, swinging from the eaves with a terrified screaming rider on its back. I don't, oh no. <laughs> He's crying. Oh, and I, I think he's been sick. Uh. Anyway, th th this is Amelia Hawke reporting for the Galnet Rares Digest from Jangari. And, um, well, I've heard rumours that they're designing a saddle for a victorious salvation in anticipation of riding a Thargoid into battle. I I'm, I'm going to have to let them know the bad news so you don't have to.
It was... <laughs> wow. There are no words. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it's an ancient and noble art, this leatherworking and this saddlery. But, yeah. uh, I mean, we will try and just stick a saddle on anything that's <laughs> that's big enough. Giddy up, come on, you know. Yeehaw. <laughs> exactly. Or each other or, oh, dear. I mean, that, that, that mammoth, he really, really was not... You saw his face on the screen earlier. He was not a happy bunny. Not right, a happy not bunny Not having any all. of that. You can get off right now. That's it. Kebab time. <laughs> Kebab. And oh no, your legs are strapped in rip. <laughs> That's it. Kebab. <laughs> Kebab again. God dear. I tell you one animal I wouldn't be putting a, a saddle on is is not a dog, is a bear. Oh, is not it, a dog no. is a bear. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Not having no. any of that. Not a dog is a bear. No. A, a cart, possibly. Not a saddle. I mean, I, I know, you know, there are certain computer games out there where basically anything from the animal kingdom goes, you know, you, you can you can ride it. There's usually big ones or scary looking ones, or big horns and whatever else. But we mm. don't really, I mean, these are rares, these these saddles, because there's a lot of effort goes into, oh, I wonder if I can ride that six-legged giraffe lookalike without any thought to, oh my goodness, it's an awful long way down if the saddle doesn't work. Should I ride that six-legged giraffe lookalike? <laughs> Yeah, it's a should, <laughs> should being the operative word. Why am I trying to read that six-legged giraffe? I mean, like... imagine the size of the stepladder you'd have to get to, to get up on the darn thing. Yeah, and and as for like... like riding a rhinoceros, I mean that that uh, if you fall off that one, yeah. there is a you world of pain happening sometime soon, isn't there? Yeah, I imagine like like most beasts, it's uh, uncomfortable in the middle and dangerous at both ends. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, yes, it's, just stay in the middle. Um, I suppose that's where all these extra leather straps well. come in. Well, Hacos, yes. which are notoriously belligerent. They well, are uh, the most dangerous and, animal out there. Yeah, they are known to bite people in half. They're, they're vegetarian, so they don't eat you, but they won't bite you in half. Well, they've got their teeth like spades. Yeah. I mean, luckily, they can't really turn around. Their necks are a bit thick. They can't really turn around and catch you, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, every, every year in the 21st century, hippos kill an estimated 500 people. It makes it the world's deadliest mammal after humans, twice as deadly as lions. <laughs> and this yeah. is from a herbivore, a really angry vegan. It is. Yes. <laughs> and then if they go for a poo, that's, that comes out under high pressure. Yes. Just catching your finger while you're playing <laughs> hungry hippos. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so stick to stick to horses. But I mean they are beautiful saddles. We saw pictures there. They are they're really beautiful saddles. The tooling on them and everything is is absolutely stunning. And yeah, they will hold you the right way up the, or the wrong the, way up as you need without falling out, which is The two the tool on them what? The what? The tool on them. The, does the what? tool on the back of the horse, yes. The the tooling oh, yeah. on the saddle, yes. <laughs> oh the tooling on the saddle, I see. Yes. Not the tool on the saddle. <laughs> the tool on the saddle. Yeah. Tune into Hutton Orbital Radio each week. You never know what you will learn. <laughs> well, it, 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 exactly. Uh, meerkats are apparently the most homicidal. I don't recommend trying to. We've not yet found uh, like a, a rideable meerkat. Maybe yeah. you have to like put one foot on each one and you know stand on them like you're on a chariot. They, se- they send a. Uh, they send if you do that, you need a cape. Yeah. A cake or a they cape? Send... A cape. cape. Oh right. Yeah, you want a cape and a cake. Um, yeah, meerkats able. send their pups across the road first to check if the scars. If the pup gets run down, they don't cross the road because the scars. Uh, notably, notably du- it's good during got priorities. Yeah. <laughs> During the Rares broadcast there, there was somebody who turned up, who's never spoken to us before in chat, said, I have no idea what's happening, but I'm along for the ride. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> yes, we all will. <laughs> yes. It's lovely to have you back, Amelia, and thank you so much for risking life and limb 
you know, mounting things and, and wearing those new saddles <laughs> for us. It's, it's the pavement, so mostly. Yeah. Um, are you going to be back next week, do you think? I mean, is, is I work so. freeing up so. some time? Um, work at the moment is hectic, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm desperately trying to keep my Thursdays free. Yeah. There's so only so many Russian planes anyway, aren't there? Exactly. Yeah. When's the I airplane? mean, how many can they have? Yeah. Probably about six in total. Yeah, exactly. What about giant, giant aardvarks? Hardpark! Hardpark! <laughs> oh, it's oh, the safe be word. But before before we, we, we adhere to the to the safe word, does anybody else have any? I mean, Flossie, are we expecting sort of CGs like GTFO from Hip CG or anything next week? You know, I don't know any details of any CGs. What's your guesswork is that, or is it the hunt for salvation? We have to turn in bounties to try and find out if one of them was salvation who was escaping from it all aboard the Nemesis. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, or, or there's an... Oh Salvation my, does. Oh my goodness, mm. turn it off, turn it off, quick, turn it off. <laughs> I mean, the only answer is to just nuke the whole moon. I just blow the whole moon up. That's it. That, that'll stop it. Yeah. Nuke the entire moon from orbit. It's the only way to be sure. sure. Yeah. Some well-placed, you know, C4, somewhere around the core, a lot of it, a few million tonnes, that, that'd do it. Enough, enough to set off a nuclear bomb, which is also an exit, it would be, would be helpful. Oh, What? A nuclear bomb. A I thought you said nuclear bong. A like bim. that. <laughs> no, there's two nuclear bongs. <laughs> a, a nuclear bim. <laughs> I mean, that, that sounds like extreme hippie behaviour, that one. And so, so what were you doing, man? It was a nuclear bong. <laughs> it's a nuclear bong, man. <laughs> All right. That's a Cheech and Chong bong, that one. Yes, it was a bim. Yeah, it doesn't quite say aardvark in it's a banana seed. Uh, we, says... do, we don't plagiarise. <clears throat> Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, well, we we did just a second ago when we said it's the only way to be sure. Yeah. Yes. Um, apparently, they're greetings from the uh, was it Kyoaf KNO C twenty one twelve two two zero system on the way to Sagittarius A star, where the reception is surprisingly good. Yes, yes. Because in that oh. direction, nobody tried using a Thargoid machine yet. Yeah. Yes. I think as well in terms of uh, Crichton and bananas, I think he did describe one as a small off-duty Czechoslovakian <laughs> traffic warden. <laughs> yes. Is that also going as an edible poet? Yeah. Uh, possibly. Yeah. Right. Uh, Commander chicks. Mm, so yes. ne- next week, uh, do, remind me before next week. Those pictures we didn't show this week that Amelia was desperate to see. We need to put them up out of context, completely out of context. Every week I'm going to ask you for pictures you do not have. <laughs> and every week I'll prepared 30 seconds before the show to insert extra themes, yes. Are these the 15 remarkably similar I, pictures of the same thing? I, I did it to Sean, I'm going to do it to everyone else. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> pictures of Space Edinburgh, which is not 250 years old, it's, it's 250. No, it's 250, yeah, 250 million. Yeah, the, the, I think the other number you got wrong tonight was, I think it was 74,900 tonnes. Not seven yeah, yeah, I wondered about that when I read it. It's the answer. That's an awful lot. I did go back and check, and I was like, what? Yeah. yeah. You have the comma and the naught in the right place, except the wrong place. Well, yeah. Um, congratulations, by the way, to Intarius Fusion. I've just seen him pop up on a live mug feed as well. He's over oh. in the HIP 107614 system and has got first gin full and mug full on a biochemical forum. <coughs> nice. Yes, and Dark Session, and Kianus T. Geek, and oh yeah, they're they're all, they're mugging away as we've been talking, if you've been watching. Uh, G. Zebra says, if we eat a basket full of ghost peppers, 
a nuclear bomb would be achieved. Not a nuclear bin, but a nuclear <sighs> bomb. I do grow those. What, nuclear bombs? Yeah, ghost peppers, ghost peppers. Oh, ghost peppers, yeah. yeah. It's like that, um, that neutrino vindaloo. It went right through me. <laughs> oh, oh dear! Oh my God! Oh, right, it's and on that note, end. on that yeah. note, um, I think it's it's time for the for the for the thing. Hot and orbital, where the fun never starts. Who, who's going to do the? Uh, Amelia hasn't been on for a while. Now, before there the next go. thing happens, we're going to give adequate warning to our listener. We've got a couple of first-time listeners this evening. The next thing that you're going to hear is going to be really, really loud. If you're wearing headphones, please move them away from your ears. Like we do not want ears. to have to put out an apology <laughs> next week for burst eardrums. Okay, so we're going to give you a countdown of five. Amelia. Yeah, uh, it's yes, going to be yes. five, four, three, two, one, go. Five. Oh. For the mug! There we go. Mug. Without the <laughs> countdown. <laughs> you did, you just one. counted down. Yeah, I heard you. Yes. I heard you too. Right, yeah. that's it. You did it really fast. You caught me by yeah. surprise. <laughs> but you still VT. No, close VT. <laughs> night night, everybody. You never started VT. Night. 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 Profit margins never really mattered at all We're gonna take the cargo where it's needed today Super cruising all across the Milky Way We'll take anything, anytime, anywhere Loading up the T-Nines to the brim with grill Follow the map, follow the map Yeah, you know just where we're coming from Follow the map, follow the map Now everybody sing the hot trucker song Into the sun, Swivel likes the pilot on the Xbox One. Alvin at the front, you know he leads us well. Trucking across the galaxy, now everybody yells. Follow the map, follow the map. Yeah, you know just where we're coming from. Follow the map, follow the map. Now everybody sing the hot trucker song.
ladies and gentlemen. We're very sorry, but that's the end of the show. Everyone's buggered off now, so why don't you bugger off too?